Welcome to the wonderful world of dance, bringing you exclusive interviews with top dancers and choreographers and reviews of the world's best companies across the globe. You can find lots more on our website at thewonderfulworldofdance.com. Hi, this is Savannah Saunders from The Wonderful World of Dance. Today we have with us the astounding Liv Loren, um, who joins us from Ballet Loren, who's bringing a new uh, reimagined Snow White to Sadler's Wells in London. Thank you so much for joining us today, Liv. Oh, hello, Savannah. Thank you so much for interviewing me. So I'm really interested in learning a lot more about your company and uh, about your new production of Snow White. So for, for those people um, and our audience around the world, um, can you tell us um, firstly a little bit about your company, Ballet Lorraine? Well, um, it's nearly 25 years old now, um, which is... Uh, so I've taken really all my adult life and uh, it's been quite uh, a very steady and slow progress, I think, from being a very small company into now touring much uh, larger venues, uh, which has been great, actually. And uh, we, we're in a brilliant position now where we go to venues and do more than one-nighters. So that's fantastic. So at Sadler's Wells next week, we're doing three shows and then... Northern stage, main stage the following week, we do five shows. And as we know in dance, that's really hard to get. Yeah. Um, but, but for the dancers and for um, the whole company, it's really satisfying to do, of course, to not just feel like you're just started to get somewhere and then pack up and go. So I think that's um, uh, been very, very enriching for all of us and we understand what a privileged position it is to be in because we've had um, literally decades of doing one-nighters as well, you know, yeah. so, <laughs> um, and uh, it, it's been, of course, w wonderful doing family work so that uh, I think that there's a, a confidence that many more people can come and see the work and feel that they can bring their children or grandparents and that's um that's been brilliant for for, for us and we, we we really like having audiences i think beyond um maybe the you know elite niche audience who 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 loves and understands mm -hmm. dance this is uh we we we, we i think probably specialize and really enjoy working with a, a wide wide cross-section in the auditorium maybe a lot of people who maybe not seen much dance or none at all well, it sounds like um, a really great way of introducing your new audiences to dance. And so tell us about the reimagined Snow White. I've, I've been doing uh, some fairy tales since I think it was about 2006 uh, when I started with a fairy tale that was written by Ben Crompton for the company called Angel Moth. And uh, I asked for this fairy tale to be written around um, uh, the cast, the cast of, of, of dancers that Ballet Leron um, was working with at that time. And so we had uh, a, you know, a beautiful librarian called Pippa Nushka was a role written for uh, Gwen Derrick. And then we had Joe, this... Um, um, crazy imagined boy on point who who loved visiting the library and escapism in books.
books and uh, it was it was a it was a really fantastic two-act um, dance theatre piece which uh, toured very well nationally and we did a lovely Christmas season at the at um, the Bayless studio at Sandals Wells in 2008 and um, we we had to uh, then um, we, we, we met up with Alistair and um, Alistair Spaulding and Emma Gladstone had a conversation about what what might be next for the company, having discovered we really enjoyed doing these uh, fairy tale ballet dance theatre works. And um, uh, that was when the suggestion came out, what about doing a reinterpretation or a retelling of something already in existence, something already in the kind of consciousness. And um, I thought long and hard about it and did a lot of research and hadn't read any of the fairy tales that I'd enjoyed as a, as a child. I hadn't really ever picked that book up again, but uh, yeah, I found that I fell in love with the story Rapunzel and, and read it in a very different way and reimagined it in a very different way as an adult. And uh, with the help of the brilliant collaborators and uh, fundamentally Carol Ann Duffy doing a retelling of, of Rapunzel for us that started our our journey on uh, on doing these fairy tale interpretations in our very own um, new and fresh way. Wow it sounds like the audience is going to be seeing Snow White in a different light uh, on the stages of Sadler's Wells. Very exciting. I hope so. I, hope so. I think that, that there's um I think we, 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 we think we know some of these fairy tales because we read them a long time ago or saw the Disney film or something else. But uh, when, 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 when you have the chance to go deeper into the story and see a few different versions that have been written, and, and for me, you know, I'd always believed that Snow White, it was Snow White's stepmother that wanted to destroy her and poison her with an apple. But when it when, when I found out the very first version in, I think it was 1812, was written by the Grimm brothers and it was Snow White's real mother, I thought that was truly, truly terrifying. Fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> and that really started, that really started just going, wow, what is this story? And, and, I, and I talked to women, um, talked to women and, and, and I've had a, I've not had any problems in relation with my own mother. Um, she's certainly never been jealous of me or never had any cause to be. But there are definitely, I think, some some women who who have found themselves being overtaken um, by their daughter's beauty, and they struggle with that. And and uh, and, and, and there's something fantastic about this story. So the queen dreams of having a child, like many women at some point think, I would love a child, but she's doing it while looking at her reflection in the glass and thinking how beautiful this child would be with skin as white as snow and lips as red as blood and hair as black as the ebony frame. And I think that the whole story really warns against wishing a child for the wrong reasons. Yeah, my goodness. It sounds like uh, not your not your typical Snow White. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's not a typical one, and yet it, it absolutely harks back to the very original 
in, in, in many ways and uh, I think that that's I mean it's been brilliant one of the things that I, I struggled with at the beginning was thinking how on earth am I going to do those seven dwarfs yes. I imagined I knew them from Disney but then researching further and realizing that these forest dwellers these these um these people that are living there uh, that Snow White in the end is sort of rescued by they 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 are their bodies are short because they are in the mines, they're in tunnels. And I was fascinated just suddenly by seeing how, not just dancers' bodies, but yeah. people who work in, um, in, in real kind of hard labor, how your body becomes crafted and shifted and changed. Wow. And deformed almost by, by by what you're doing, whether it's your hands, your back, your feet, and and, and I thought that's where I was going to take choreographically the journey with that. So then, the we have our seven miners who all move in this very um, eloquent way, but ultimately in a in, in a way that's being crafted by a distortion of hard labour underground. And that's really interesting um, because it's, it has so many parallels with dancers' bodies being crafted by their daily work. Yep. Yeah. And, and I, I, I always love that. And I've always loved things like, you know, gardener's hands. <laughs> yeah. or, you know, I, I, I've always loved my dancers' bunions or calluses. And I, I, I personally love what effort and and um, struggle does to the body and the face actually yeah. and the eyes and, and the heart there's something um very noble and and beautiful about it as well as um as, as well as obviously evident of life yeah absolutely and you know dancers feet are they're so telling aren't they yeah <laughs> and uh well it sounds like uh the audiences, the families that are going to come along and the people who are going to come along and see Snow White are, are going to be drawn into quite a, quite a magical world, but one that harps back to the, the original interpretation. And you're talking about your, your choreographic um, interpretation there. How would you describe your sort of approach to choreography, your choreographic language? I think it's getting, uh, the older I get, the, 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 the purer, and the simpler I want things to look. And uh, the more that what dancers are doing carries forward the story, the better, the, the better for me. Um, I, I am less and less interested in a movement that's purely decorative mm -hmm. or is... Uh, is some, I, I, something that's a movement that becomes self-conscious display of their or my virtuosity is something that I, I, I find difficult to deal with because it somehow seems pretty gratuitous when you're in the middle of doing something that makes you carrying a lot of emotion or story. The physicality is so pure that suddenly if you stick in um, uh, a gratuitous pirouette or something, which doesn't feel earned, that, mm. that does my head in. <laughs> uh, so, so I feel I want to streamline an awful lot. Now having said that, it is sweaty work what we do and um, not at all an easy ride. I like it to look very, very simple and have a lot of flow, a lot of, um, a lot of gravity, but actually it's it's uh, the suspension and the defying gravity it's the it's the lightness it's snow white who maybe does a simple turn 
holding this mirror in the forest that she finds um, in in the in the mines, and yet it is twenty kilos. This mirror, wow. and she you know she she holds it like it's mm. nothing, and and so the skill of the dancers is embedded very strongly into every everything that we do. But the aim is not for us to be ever going, look how pretty we are, look how clever, how trained, how impressive. Uh, that, that, I, I mean, I love, you know, big jetés like the next person, but I'll, I'll want them in there because we're running away from the forest animals or we are the forest animals and so we leap like animals. I think that that's, that's kind of how it's becoming for me more and more. I want the physicality, I want the choreography to come out of the emotion and the story and not just be um, display. Well, again, um, I'm spellbound to, to see um, the dancers being on stage and performing Snow White and particularly with uh, you know, your descriptions of the, the forest and you know, the, the movement and the mirrors. It's, I'm, I feel like I'm already there, Liv. Um, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm spellbound already. Um, so, you're as the artistic director and the founder of Ballet Laurent. What is your vision? What's next for the company after after Snow White? Well, excuse me. Um, I think we're going to go for our third uh, fairy tale. We plan to do a trilogy, and I'm hoping that that's going to be um, Rumpelstiltskin, but. Carolan and I are meeting next week to talk about that, and um, I hope we we do a lot of adult work as well, uh, often in site specific locations, and that would be uh, there's a few things coming up which I'm looking forward to doing as well. Um, and one thing that's been um, long, long part of Ballet Laurent's history is having a very eclectic cast of um, dancers from different ages, different backgrounds, different training, and some guest artists who have no training at all um, is, is, is a frequent hallmark of what we do. And uh, I, I think that I, I I really like that. I really like seeing um, an enormous diversity on stage in the company. And, that's, and I am really privileged that I have been working for such a long time with some dancers that we, that some, I've got a few people in Snow White, for example, who've been working with me 15 years or more. And um, the age range in the company, I have dancers in their 20s, 30s, 40s and 50s. And I think that's pretty unusual too. Yeah. Uh, but I love it. I love the gravitas. I love the the finesse and the, and the clarity of, of, of an older dancer's movement. And I love that next to literally, um, you know, a dancer that's not long graduated um, and, uh, and their vivacity and their, their youth and their bounce. In, in I love the contrast. Um, and also, of course, we work with children uh, local to each venue that we, we, we tour to. And so we have six, seven, and eight-year-olds who, who are the palace children and the animals in the forest. And uh, that's, that's amazing. Their, their way yeah. of moving, their physicality, again, lends something so fresh, I think, and, and so powerful to the work that, that we, we, all, we all really love uh, sharing the stage with them too. 
Sounds really inclusive. It sounds very accessible and it sounds like a, a company with a cast that continues to grow and to evolve uh, along with the company. It's very exciting. It means a lot to me. And they are, you know, the, the company has always been very important, it's like another family. Um, but it's not a, let's say that in a kind of, we're all kind of um, happy clapping or anything. It's mm. also, it's all about the work. It's all about pushing the art form more, pushing each other more, um, but trying to refresh by having, you know, not getting a complacent with, with, with just long-term relationships. It's about refreshing always with new dancers in the company every year or two and um, trying to really always exceed our challenges, exceed what we have achieved so far to keep keep um, finding out what we can do in this wonderful world of dance. Yeah, that's... Well, all I can say is I can't wait to see Snow White myself and I'm well, actually, I wish I could see it. I can't. Um, personally, I haven't happened to be away in Iceland at the time, but, oh. which is such a shame. But um, with, you've got Snow White at Sadler's Wells next week on the 25th and 26th of March. So I wish you ever, all the best with, with the performance there. No doubt it's going to be a, a roaring success. And I hope to be able to, to catch your next... Um, uh, fairy tale within your trilogy when you come back down to London next. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Lynn. See you later. Okay. Bye. See you later. Bye. Bye. Don't forget to subscribe. We've got some incredible interviews coming up with principal ballerinas and renowned choreographers. We love dance and ballet, and we hope you'll love us. Join us on Facebook and Twitter.